You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Rachel Autry, the host of Behind the Bliss Podcast, and I am so excited that you're here today. It is one of my absolute favorite seasons right now. I'm talking Christmas. We thought fall was the best, but I feel like fall is just a transition into the magic and the beauty of what Christmas is. Christmas time can be so much fun, but don't forget that the story of Christmas and the magic of Christmas and the traditions and the things that you carry out to make that season magical goes beyond December 25th, okay? This is something that you can apply to your life today, tomorrow, the next day, whether this is July 18th or you're listening on August 11th or whatever date that you happen to be pushing play on today. Do not count out this episode because it's technically Christmas. I just felt like I need to say that because there is beauty in today's conversation. I have an absolute joy-filled conversation with one of my friends, Ellie Holcomb. Ellie joined us a few episodes ago, a few months, or maybe it was years ago, and her conversation goes down in history as one of the ones I took so much away from personally, and today's is nothing different than that. You are going to take away so many good things. We're talking everything from what does it look like to reposition and posture your heart when things just feel a little bit mixed up, okay? We're also talking through how to put Jesus on display for the people that are in your life because we're not responsible for that because we're not responsible for their salvation, but we are shepherding people's souls, the people around us, whether it's your neighbors, whether it's your coworkers, whether it's your spouse or your kids. And so today we're talking specifically about putting Jesus on display for your children. Maybe this is your biological children, children you've brought into this world. Maybe it's children that you've adopted into your family, whether that be through the legal process of adoption or just they're the kids in the neighborhood that are always over at your house. Maybe you're a teacher and you have a classroom full of children that are curious and want to know everything about the world. We have so many cool opportunities to love on kids. And Ellie and Drew, her husband, are not only singer-songwriters that I love and go look up their music right now. Ellie is also an author. She just put out a book, Sounding Joy, that is available for you to purchase now. We talk about that in today's conversation. But she also is an incredible mom. And I look up to her so much with her wisdom, her advice, the way that she counsels, and honestly, just lives her life. Like She is so authentic in the way that she does it that I am so confident in the words that she has for us today. And I'm so glad you're listening. Ellie Holcomb, welcome back to Behind the Bliss podcast. I admired our first conversation so much. So when you popped up in my inbox again, I was like, yes, we got to have her. I love it. I'm so glad to be back. Every time I have gotten off of a conversation with you, I just needed to just honor you for a second. I feel like you are the perfect mix of being like wise. And I'm like, wow, I, I walked away and I learned something, but also so humble in the ways that you like give out your wisdom. Mm. And it's, I never feel like, oh, wow, like she wanted to teach me something. It was just a natural, just the Mm. way that you speak, the way that scripture flows out of your mouth. Like it is so authentic to who you are that I, that's a hard, that's a hard balance to meet. (laughs) And so you do it well. And I want you to know. Thank you for saying that. That means a ton. I always (laughs) say, I always say with my music that I write it, maybe I said this the last time I can't remember, but 
it feels, I always just want to write what my, it almost feels selfish because I'm usually mm-hmm. just writing what my own, like, you know, forgetful heart kind of needs to hear. Um, cause I never want to be doing this at anybody, shaking my finger at anybody. Sure. I'm usually like, yeah. I feel like I'm usually more often putting my hands on my heart and being like, remember, remember what it's true. That's so good. <laughs> so, like, what do I need right now? Yeah, Jesus, are, Jesus someone are, maybe someone else needs it too. So yeah. I'll just show you, I'll be very honest and be like, here's where I am. It's a hot mess. <laughs> but hey, but God. <laughs> But God, I was about to say, um, I spoke with Ruth Cho Simons a few uh, days ago and she said something like that. I was like, can you just, I was having a hard mom day and I think I was wearing it on my face cause she just like spoke so much truth uh, into specifically mom stuff. And I was like, you know, she said, you know, though, if you were good at it all, cause you want to do the stuff you're good at, if you're good at it all, then you wouldn't need a message and you wouldn't need the savior. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that is the gospel, right? That's the gospel. So that's it. Yeah. Thank you. We need Ruth, help. Ruth for truth. <laughs> Ruth for truth. I'm so, I'm so grateful for that woman. I love her so much. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So anyways, all my creator friends, whether you're an author, a singer, songwriter, wherever you fit, like the creative mold, it's so funny. They always say, I end up creating what I need. So me too. Yeah. I'm, in that, I'm like every podcast episode. It's like we go in with a topic and we leave with something else. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah. I just needed that. No. So that is what yeah. it was meant to be. That's exactly right. I love That's right. That. I was in a crazy roller coaster situation um, this past weekend and uh, with some weather stuff and a festival my husband and I were throwing. And it was just, oh, yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot to manage and um, really hard decisions and a lot of other people at the table we didn't have control over well obviously the weather but also all the decisions that were being made and so um you know it was just intense but our my sweet radio promoter friend chris hauser um sent me a text and he said you know sometimes it seems that we draw the things to ourselves they end up coming the things that we need to learn oh yeah and so he's like i don't know what I don't know what this is or why this is happening, but I'm sure that there's something beautiful for you in this. And I just was like, oh my goodness. So it was such a great invitation. I don't know when you're in the middle of anything that's stressful. It's like, yeah, this is meant to be because it is what it is. And so how can we like breathe deep? and give ourselves grace and empathy and keep looking for me it's to keep lifting my eyes into mm. uh the eyes of the face of the one who made me and who always has empathy and who always stands to like intercede lives to intercede for me and so i just it was a really beautiful weekend of something t- that was really hard turning into something so beautiful, even though it was so stressful <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> and I was so grateful for that message in the middle of it. It's like, okay, God, what do you have for me in this? This is so stressful. This is not how I would have written the story. Uh, but mm-hmm. what story do you want to write in me and with this whole event? And it just turned into one of my favorite nights kind of having that posture yeah. uh and hanging on for dear life whilst we were like whoa curveball <laughs> curveball uh, i know buckle up pals. buckle up we're pals. going for a ride, for a ride. <laughs> adventure I, awaits like, <laughs> that's right adventure awaits i always am like strap up your boots we're going on a we're going on an adventure 
Uh, we might go through the mud or we might be walking on a path. I don't have the answers. Uh, but like that builds the testimony for next time that something goes awry and you're like, but that festival, oh, you know, yeah. but this is what happened. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and just remembering God and his character and how he comes through. It's, it seems so simple, but Ellie, why is it so hard? Why in the moments, in the moment, it's really, when the things hit the fan, you're like, you forget all the things that you ever knew or thought you believed. At least I do. I'll speak for me. It's, It's like, I have to tell my heart with my brain. Like, hey, let's connect this again because we're a little disconnected. Yeah, that's exa- no, I think that's right. I mean, and you see it all over. I, I love David for this reason in the Psalms because he is always like bossing his soul around. He's always like, remember, don't forget. And then recounting who God is. And then he's also like so honest. Like there are Psalms that don't mm-hmm. get wrapped up in a tidy little bow at the end. It just is like, all I feel is despair. And there are days that feel like that. It is not the end of the story. Thank God. But there are days yeah. that end where we feel, we just feel despair. That's just like, whatever. And and that's not the end of the story, but it's okay that we have days that are like that. And I am grateful for the permission to lament mm-hmm. and to grieve. I mean, I just think as we do that, That's so good. I, as we do that, as we allow ourselves to kind of feel, and I think we're doing better at teaching children this too. Like, it's okay that you feel that way. I say this to my kids all the time. I'm like, I know you're so sad right now. Or I know you're so angry right now. You're so lonely right now or whatever it is that they're feeling. I know this is the feeling that you have. You will not always feel this way. You won't. This is, so this good. is not, this is not the end. Um, and so that has been the past two years. My birthday is on this festival and my son's birthday. It's kind of a wild weekend for our family. Um, but we always throw this music festival. It's my son's birthday. It's my birthday. And the past two years, <laughs> the, the day before, um, my birthday has come, it has been, uh, last year it was so, it was so lonely because of COVID. It's usually like this big, family bands, friends are all backstage. And, and it just is, a, it's one of my favorite weekends of the year. Cause it's all the things that I love come name, drop it. Tell us what it is. So people together. Can oh, it's moon river. It's moon river music festival Duh. in Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. You're like, just say what it is. Um, it I was is- like, I'm not going to say it. Cause you were speaking a little like, you know, nonchalantly about it. And I was like, this is Moon, Moon River. River. People need to Moon know. Music it is It is one of my favorite weekends of the year, every year. I love it so much. But a year ago, we couldn't have anybody backstage. It was, you know, we're protecting all the bands who are then going from that festival out to travel, you know, just being right. really on, trying to Consider honor it, honor yeah. everyone and where they're coming from and where they're going. And so um, there's a lot on the line. We have a whole tour. If somebody gets COVID, it just is like, it's, it's yeah. not just one a little person. bit of a disaster. Yeah. It's like a whole community's <laughs> work and livelihood that gets canceled. So, um, anyway, it was so lonely and I got to the end of that day and I was just so sad. I just was like, I, and I think I was grieving a lot of what all of us grieved in the past couple of years of the loss of community, the, the, you know, it just felt like community in some ways got quarantined in the way that we were used to having it. And I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I, I got in the shower after like a long sweaty day backstage, not seeing much of anyone. And I just wept. And 
Um, and I don't often let myself do that. I'm like, a, I like, I'm an Enneagram seven. I think we've talked about that. I, I like, I yeah. don't like pain. <laughs> You're like, this isn't fun. This isn't can't cry. what I like lean towards. But as I, the older and older I get, I am realizing that when we allow ourselves to feel the depth of whatever it is, grief, um, pain, loneliness, longing, and sorrow and sadness, the, the more I let myself do that at times, uh, the more confident I am that Jesus can meet us in the lowest places. And, um, and I feel, I, I, in some ways I've felt close, the closeness of God's comfort and his companionship in, in those low places when I let myself just grieve and just be like a kid, be like, yeah, (laughs) just like running (laughs) to your parent. Um, and it is like, why are you crying? I don't know know. everything. And so it is, it is so beautiful. Uh, I think as we allow ourselves to grieve and lament more in some ways, I mean, I kind of wrote a record about this in Canyon, (laughs) but in, I think it's lessons that I'm still learning. Sometimes you write something and you're learning it and I'm like, Oh, this is still something that I'm learning, but the more that I grieve, <laughs> it's still relevant, still, for relevant, me. Yeah. still checks out. But the more that I grieve and lament, um, I actually think there's like an expanding of our hearts that happens. And as the more we lament and grieve, I think the greater our capacity grows for joy, or at least that's been my story. That's yeah. and gratitude. Um, there's more space for joy and gratitude when I kind of carve out this bottom well in me with the sorrow that sometimes I feel. And, um, and that's what felt like happened this year too. I was like, what, this isn't, this wasn't the plan. And then just allowed myself to feel the sorrow and the anger and the frustration of that. And then encounter peace himself, encounter comforter himself, encounter love, empathy, grace, in those places of sorrow, frustration, anger, and man, there's something that changes in me when that happens. And, um, and man, then the, as the healing comes and the morning sun starts, the dawn starts to break, there's an appreciation for that light and that healing and mm-hmm. that beauty in a way that there never would was in the same depth. That's so right. that's right. Good. This is really funny. I have an unedited thing to say. Yeah. My computer is on 4%. Oh, yeah. And I just looked across the room and the charger's like not even there. So just so you're like, I got to go get my charger. (laughs) I'm like (laughs) panicking a little bit. I love it so much. I just had to plug mine in too. You're in good. You're in good company, my friend. (laughs) Wow. So professional. Hey, listen, this is, you know what? Honestly, it's so refreshing because I think all of us know, or for me personally, yeah, the thing that I'm wanting, I was I've been doing this new practice of prayer and Bible study called Lectio. Um, it's like listening prayer. Oh, wait, you, I think you told us about this last time you joined us or somebody else did because I've totally heard of Lectio. It has been amazing. It's an Ignatian practice um, okay. and uh, kind of connected to the Episcopal Anglican Church. Anyway, um, he, it is this beautiful practice in, in the Ignatian way, whatever, that they, before they do anything else, they spend two years meditating on the love, only scriptures about the love of God. And they go into everything else later, but first two years, (laughs) just 
<laughs> listening to scripture about God's love for us. And um, anyway, I love it because this world is uh, increasingly, it feels like the pace is faster and faster on social media. Yeah. Um, and then just keep in up, our lives keep up. too. Yeah, it's noisy. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I really hope to do um, is to the, the phrase that comes to mind is I was doing this kind of listening prayer practice, uh, in a spiritual direction group the other day. Uh, I did one on my 40th birthday and I was like, okay, what do I want for this year? And I think, uh, this connected to the Christmas book that I'm just, that I'm releasing, but into yeah. the song, but let every heart prepare him room. This idea of preparing, like making room to listen to the mystery, to the wonder, to the beauty of God and the world around me is something that I really want to do. And I think having to pause in a conversation to go get a charger is like a beautiful. <laughs> That's it. That's reflection it. In a metaphor. Like sometimes, guys, <laughs> we just have to stop and and charge our hearts and our computers. <laughs> and no, but really, like plug into the source. Up. Yeah, right. just take a minute, even if it's. Even if it's one breath, I think it's John Eldridge has an app that he's created in the wake of his book, um, Get Your Life Back, I think. Um, he has okay. a, an app called The Pause, and it's literally like a reminder that pops up on your phone twice a day. And you do like, it's basically like a prayer for like one minute. And it's like, wow. God, I surrender everyone and everything to you. And there's like some music and you take some deep breaths twice a day. And it is wild just even for one pause to be like, I'm going to yeah. take just a minute, a breath and remember I'm not in this alone. And remember, right. I don't control this, but all of this is in your hands, God. Anyway, it is a, it's a practice. Yeah. So I think that's a great. I think that should be yeah. edited out. <laughs> I'm like, we won't edit it out. Need, I was said not I'm to. Like, we, we need won't. to remember to charge our souls, to charge the things yes. that, to give, you know, to feed the things that really grow us. And I forget all the time. Yeah, me too. But I mean, obviously I just did, yeah. literally. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if that speaks to my soul, you get a picture. Okay. Uh, no, but really, that's so good. You keep mentioning something that I think is so cool. And I'm totally going to go there because this is something that I want to pick your brain about. Yeah. Um, but you've mentioned children slash your own kids yeah. a few times. Um, and especially with this idea of like leading them or like displaying Jesus to them or and the story and the big picture and the becoming okay with the conflict because we have a rescuer in the midst of all of it. Oh, yeah. Like that whole big idea. Yeah. So cool. So intimidating. Cause you're like, wait, I'm kind of responsible for someone's soul, not their salvation. No, like no. that, that's on God. But you're shepherding but, a soul. Yeah shepherding yeah. the soul and being like these moments i'm on display i pray i'm putting jesus on display like it just it gets a little complicated <laughs> easier said than done vulnerable and this is something i think y'all do really well you and drew both um just through whether it's the songs that y'all create the different interviews that we've heard y'all on and then now this beautiful new book mm -hmm. for the christmas season that you've written sounding joy things like that that i'm like okay Ellie gets it. Maybe not like we're all learning. Right. Oh, yeah. But I really do. I'm like, I want you just to like spill your guts. What, what has that looked like for mm -hmm. you 
to get to a place where you're like, okay, I can, like, I can do this. I can teach my kids. I can show them. Yeah. You know, I think probably like any other parent, I feel totally inadequate for that a lot of the day. Yeah, okay. Good. Not just, right. Me. I don't know. I'm just going to be real. Um, yeah. Uh, there, there are a lot of times where I feel like, um, Oh God, how do I do this? And I was actually, um, I was having a conversation with my spiritual director, uh, very recently and, um, was just talking about, I, what I really do not want to do is, um, and I think for me, um, I love my mom and dad so much. I think I grew up in, um, a time period, like in the eighties and nineties in evangelicalism, uh, where there was a lot of, I, I guess there was a lot of fear. It's like, don't do this. Or, you know, I don't know. I, I have a lot of fear of, of I don't know from, from, and I, and I don't think mom and my mom and dad, like, like your motivation, that, your mo- behind, motivation doing behind doing things, doing things was, was fear-based. Yeah. And I was like, I okay. do not want to parent out of fear. I do not want to parent out of out of a place of fear and fear can be totally helpful at times. It's like part of what keeps us alive. Like we need fear. Um, <laughs> right. Like I have a fear that when my kid walks in the parking lot, they're going to get hit by a car. That's like good. It's like, we need to act on that. Sure. Like there are healthy things, fear. Other healthy yeah. fear. Yeah. But I don't want to put fear in the driver's seat. And there are times um, with ways, you know, things that I observe in my kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I don't teach them how to do this, like this could mean these painful things for them. If they don't learn this concept, you know, of vulnerability, or if they don't learn this concept of forgiveness, like if they don't learn this, whatever thing I'm trying to teach them or, oh my goodness, when they act out like that, that freaks me out. That could mean painful things for them or whatever. Like I have a kid who is very physical. He loves dancing. He's just like toddler. And he, you know, (laughs) talks about bathroom words all the time. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this going to be like when he gets older? And, and, but I do not want to stay there. I don't want to parent him out of a place of fear, you know? Um, and so I was talking to my spiritual director about this the other day, and I loved what she said. She was like, I wonder if when you observe something in your kids that you're like, I don't know how to parent that, or I don't know, like, or, oh gosh, that kind of freaks me out that they're made, that they're acting like that. Um, or how am I going to help them rein that in that part of themselves in that needs, you know, some, like some shepherding. Um, she -hmm. said, what if instead of standing in a place of fear, you bring that and just have a conversation with God? Oh God, what? what you put this like wild spirit in this little boy, like you gave him the spirit of adventure that causes fear in me as a parent. Sometimes I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) what decisions is he going to make that is going to cause harm to him or other people because of this like wild spirit of adventure. But what if you just wondered about that in the presence of God instead? And I, I just, I love that so much because the kids, that we have in our lives, whether we, they came from us or from somewhere else, they were adopted into our families or, or they're in our classrooms. If we're a teacher, whatever the kids that are in our lives, God brings them into our lives for a reason. 
I'm very much on purpose. And so I think sometimes I feel that weight of shepherding as a parent. And that is a weight. And that's a healthy, probably, feeling. It's like, oh, this is a good, this is sacred responsibility. But ultimately, at the end of the day, their shepherd is God. I mean, and he's like the best. Yeah. So it is so comforting to talk to the one who made them and who knows them and who knows why he put that wild spirit in them. He has a purpose for that. And so it's like, oh God, that's right. what are your purposes for this strong will that's in my oldest daughter? What are your purposes for this tender, shy spirit? I'm like trying to get my son to say hello to people. And it's like, <laughs> okay, wait, hold on, yeah. hold on. Let me back this up, God. You made him in this way. Why did you make him this way? What did you put this, this particular like leaning or preference or gifting or challenging thing? Why you made them like that? And, and what is that about? And so having those conversations, I think just getting in the presence of love and, and bringing our kids and ourselves into that presence of love is such a beautiful practice um, for it has been That's such for a me. Practical. And so it's just been really sweet. There have been times um, oh, there was what was going on with my three-year-old. He was just not listening to anything that I was saying. And I just said in front of him, I was like, God, God, please help me know how to have patience with my son right now and help me know how to parent him. And he, and he looked at me like, yeah, God, what are you <laughs> doing? Goes, yeah, yeah, God, God help, help her. her know what to do with me right now. <laughs> and but I love, I think even in that there's this like beautiful vulnerability. I, and there are times where I say, God, give me patience or God, give me wisdom right now to help my children. And I say that in front of them and they're like, oh, here's a part of me that's like, oh no, they're going to know. I don't know. And I'm like, well, I don't, but I know somebody yeah. who does. And he is kind yeah. and he is patient and he's faithful. And so I kind of love that, even though it's really vulnerable, that my kids get to see me asking for help. Perfect love casts out all fear. So when you go before the perfect love, he's like, Ellie, I got you. And I entrusted you with all these children, like, and their personalities and their giftings and their character. Like, this is not to my surprise. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that I'm having to. Yeah, that's so good. I'm going to have to put that in my pocket because we forget. I'm just I mean, like we forget. And I have this 18 month old who now is starting to show me who he is and deciding he n wants to know who he is and likes his quesadillas cut a certain way yes. that didn't matter yesterday right. and things like that. But I'm like, OK. <laughs> I'm getting to know you and you're getting to know me and together we're getting to know our creator who knows us both perfectly. So I, I love that being like, God help me yeah. in front of them. Help me. I can't get, I cannot get my littlest to, I mean, he hardly sits still for any story. So by the time he just turned four, by the time all my other kids were four, we've like read through the entire Jesus storybook Bible. You know, we're like going, I can barely get You're on it to sit still. And so I was, I was just like, God, I want, I want him to know these stories. And I, so I was having a conversation with the Lord about, my littlest one the other day and he goes go outside with him and be amazed at creation with him and I was like got it I can do that and it has been so right it's been so sweet to I don't know it's just like this sounds crazy but like this idea that we get to be co-parenting with 
God. <laughs> it's, it's like such a beautiful yeah. concept, whether you're parenting with your partner, you know, you have that other person that you're like raising, but then think to think about how many people are single solo parenting, single parenting. Yep. And to know that like, we are not in this alone, you know, and, and mm -hmm. whenever I'm alone with the kids with Drew on the road, it is like such a gift to know, you know, there is this covering of love. Um, Cause he cares about them more than we could ever imagine caring about them. And he will fill in the gaps because he cares for them more than we care for them. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's okay. You missed it. What a relief. But I'm going to fill that I'm in. Fill yeah. this in. And I'm going to change you and your heart in the process too. We're going to kind of flush out some of that fear, that residual fear that's, that is for whatever reason. I don't even know exactly where it came from, but that's still in there. And he's like, we can let that go. You don't have to hold on to that anymore. <laughs> what a gift. Someone said something to me the other day that kind of like rubbed me weird. It was a stranger at the park. Sure, she didn't mean anything. And, but it was funny because I'm like, what she said was so like unproblematic. I just got in my car and I was just chewing on it. I was like, that just was weird to me for some reason. She said, um, like kind of both of her sons were trying to share a toy yeah. that a different kid brought to the park. Okay, that's the context. And so they're both kind of upset because we're leaving and we're having to say bye-bye truck, say bye-bye truck. Like, right. <laughs> We're leaving it here. Um, so we get in the car and whatever. But before we get in the car, we just happen to park next to each other. She said something like, um, we're just trying our best. You know, there's no there's no like guidebook to this. And I'm like, yeah, unproblematic. No big deal. But I got in the car and I just was kind of like rocked by it. And I remember thinking through it and kind of having a moment where I prayed through it. Not, I mean, that sounds like super spiritual. It wasn't like a legit prayer. It was more just like, God, why did that really frustrate my spirit mm. and he was like because there is a guidebook it's just some people don't know they have access mm. like there is there is like the spirit who wants to teach you and help you and comfort you and counsel you like you're saying co-parent with you so many people don't even know they have that right and so to a reminder to me and to our friends listening like we have a guidebook like we have someone who knows who like wrote the story who knows the times like gets it Oh, man. So in the moments that we're like, there's no guidebook. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going on the fly. Right. God's like, but why? I'm right Go here. To me. I'm right here. I'm right here. I love there's a go outside. There's a verse. And I love first of all, can I just say I love uh, the curiosity in your heart. I think that's such that's, that's something Thanks, Sally. so beautiful. I think sometimes I don't know, people say things or kids say things, whatever, that are, you're like, oh my gosh, that made me, I'm so offended by that. Or that made <laughs> me not, so yeah. mad or that made me so sad. And I think sometimes I'm just like, no, it's okay. Forgive, like do what the guidebook says, forgive, let it go, whatever. And it's like, those are all good things. But I think taking the time to stay curious and just be like, God, why is this? why is this anger rising up within me? What I mean, maybe mm -hmm. it's just even the traffic and you're like, Lord, what's this about in my heart? What do you have to show me about my heart right now? Yeah. Um, I think that's such a beautiful, I think that's a beautiful way forward. And I think it's a great, it's great modeling for our kids too. Like, oh, I see the language we're learning. Um, our four-year-old's in occupational therapy right now. Um, anyway, he has this, it's, it has been like one of the most, helpful, helpful things. He is, uh, basically 
praise God for OTs out there. We love we you. We love you, OTs. Like I, there's a whole <laughs> other wisdom well of, of yes. knowledge that I, it, that is helping me understand my son better. And I'm like, oh God, and helping me understand the way that God made him. I'm like, oh my goodness. He wants, imp- he's sensory seeking. He wants impact, which is why he's hitting people all the time. It's not, he's not being mean. He just needs more impact yeah. than we, the rest of us need. Anyway, it has been so helpful. But one of the things we're learning to help him learn how to know what's going on with his heart and in his body is your body looks really sad right now. Do you want to talk about like why you're really sad or do you need to go get some time and just feel sad? That's okay that you feel that way or your body seems really excited right now or really angry right now. And so I like, it's good for me to even be like, mm. huh, my body's feeling really <laughs> fearful right now. What is that? Why is that? Yeah. Like, can I get curious about that and bring whatever tension, whatever stress that I'm, whatever feeling that I'm feeling into the presence of love, into the presence of the one who made my body, who made, who, who gave me this right. soul and, um, and let, let love speak into that. What a beautiful thing. Beautiful. There's several things I'm hearing you say, so I'm just going to like spark notes. Yeah. It, okay. Okay. One I'm hearing like put yourself on display because in that, like your kids, you'll, you'll humble yourself and your kids will be like, okay, my mom is approachable. She gets it. She gets my frustration. I've seen her frustrated and I know what to do with my frustration or emotions because I've seen her walk through it in front of me healthily, you know? And so I think just being okay, being on stage in front of your kids and knowing that it's not a performance, it's a, we are in a rehearsal together. It's a journey. (laughs) Full on dress rehearsal. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then also I think loving the idea, like the curiosity that you're saying and um, being okay with not knowing why, but like going to our God because he cares and he wants to give us keys to things and being like, Hey, like I need to know. And it's okay if I don't know right now, but I'm coming to you with this question that hopefully one day you'll answer for me. Cause I'm just super confused or what or overwhelmed or whatever. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I think having tools like that are so helpful and to have some of the tools that you're putting out into the world are so helpful. So like, I know some people might be listening to this in February, so they're like Christmas, what? But I do want you to like, just kind of like brag on yourself. You have sounding joy. You have this new <laughs> Christmas, like kids album, which wahoo, yeah. we love all things sing. Thank you um, for all the fun things coming out. Just tell us a little bit about, about that, where people can find it all the fun. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I was on an interview, um, like earlier today and just found this out because I didn't know. Um, but I, I wrote this Christmas book was inspired, uh, last year when we were singing joy to the world and we got to that part, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. And I'm like, Whoa, what a line. First of all, you know, you see things your whole life and and sometimes don't think about even what they mean. So I was like, first of all, what does joy sound like? So that's sort of the premise of the book sounding joy, which is right here. It's so 
it, the book literally glows. It's so cute. It's so fun. It literally glows. True Bill vibes yeah. for sure. But what what <laughs> does Joy sound like? Which I did a lot of market research at my house and in my neighborhood with kids that I know. Um, saying, <laughs> what does Joy sound like to you? Um, and a lot of their answers are in the book, which is fun. But I think this idea that we get to repeat sounding joy. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like rocks, hills mm -hmm. and floods, you know, repeat the sounding joy. And so I, I was like, man, this is kind of tied into the whole series of kids books that I've written, which is that God sang the earth into being for the joy of it. Uh, so that each one of us that he created in the earth itself could sing the song of love that he sings for all of us. Um, and then this idea that we get to be the people whose feet are fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. We get to be the people who, the hope people who tell the stories of hope, who tell the story of the most beautiful story that I know of love beating death. And so, um, I love the magic of Christmas. I know it may not be Christmas when you're listening to this conversation, but that, that sense of togetherness and anticipation and joy and tradition, that's all tied up into the magic of the Christmas season. Um, but then I also love the magic of the Christmas story and it's real. Yeah. It's like, I love how Sally Lloyd Jones and Jesus storybook says, it's like the most wonderful of fairy tales that's come true in real life. <laughs> and so, um, right. I think for me, my hope for the book is, um, is that it would, it would be an invitation for kids from one to 92, uh, to make, to prepare room, to take a moment to enter into the magic and the joy and the hope of Christmas, um, that we have because of the Christmas story. Um, and so I am so excited for the book, for the songs that are coming out along with it. Um, I'll never forget when I was nine years old, it, we just went one year. I was just asking my mom about this. I was like, was this like a tradition or did we literally just do this once? And it marked me. And she was like, it was just once. Sure. And we, oh, I was, so I was sweet. nine years old, which my little girl's nine right now. And we went to a friend's house. We grew up in Nashville, super musical family. They cooked chili for everybody. The kids played hide and go seek. And then they called everybody into one room and they passed out these little songbooks and, and kids and grandparents were all calling out their favorite Christmas carols. And we were singing together, all of our voices together, but instruments in the middle of the room. We all grabbed bells and tambourines and shakers and we sang songs. And there was something in my nine-year-old heart that knew that we are made for this. We are made to sing together. We're made to do life together. We're made to sing. And, and we have a reason to sing because of the Christmas story. We're not alone. We all have a place where we belong. Uh, and, and this world isn't our home, but we have, we have a home, uh, that, that God gladly welcomes us into and, and that he can welcome us into because of the story of his son coming to earth, this broken earth to say, you know, God's heart isn't out to get us. It's out to draw us near. And I just, I am so grateful for that, for that story and that we get to be people who 
repeat the sounding joy of that story. You go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Amen. But I, I think of this, you know, song, Joy to the World. The, the guy that I was talking to in the earlier interview, he was like, yeah, Joy to the World isn't even a Christmas song. We just always sing it at Christmas. And I was like, well, I guess, yeah, it is. Someone of, put sleigh bells to it. Someone put sleigh sudden. bells. And I'm like, yeah, I guess this could be <laughs> any time. It's a song for any time. Um, because we always have a reason that we can rejoice because we never face anything alone. And, you know, the suffering never gets the final word. Sandra McCracken says it like this. Um, she has a, a beautiful book called Send Out Your Light. And she says, you know, in the end, it will all be okay. So if it's not okay, it's not the end. It's not the end. <laughs> I've heard that. It's so good. Love that. And, um, I love that. And that feels like, like a reason to sing. And so I, um, my hope is that the book will be, you know, uh, like sort of like an invitation to gather, to warm your heart by the fire of the hope and the light that we have because of the Christmas story. Oh, well, if it's anything like who sang the first song, it's going to be like an every single night routine. <laughs> oh, like my, my that. little boy has to read who sang the first song, has to say boom. Yes. When the thunder went boom. Yes. Uh huh. And then we have to turn the page over for the, the elephant. Yes. That is amazing. Yes. Have to flip it. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, go get who sang the first song and then go get a sounding joy because it's available now when you're listening to this. And Ellie's books are just so much fun. So and so, sweet. Ellie. You are just amazing. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you. I have like the quickest question for yeah. you because I want to honor your time, but like I have to know what's something you're loving these days that you have to share with our friends listening? Oh, there's so many things. Um, oh, well, I would say around the holidays, you may not be listening around the holidays, but this really works for any time. Um, but one of the, one of the things that framed this book, uh, the tying in of all these Christmas traditions into this beautiful, true story, um, is every moment holy by Douglas McKelvey and it's liturgies for planting flowers, for changing a diaper, a liturgy for a traffic jam. And so there's just this, beautiful invitation of every moment being sacred and because because you know we carry the spirit we are like temples our bodies are temples and so because of that every single thing that we're doing um has significance and beauty and um and then also we don't do it alone <laughs> god that's gonna be alone so i am loving that and especially love that um his, his liturgies for the lighting of a Christmas tree, the beginning of a Christmas season are so, so beautiful. And he is the one who helped me reframe, you know, these lights and what the tree can point to. It just was very beautiful, significant to all of these normal, fun, magical, hullabaloo, hustle, bustle, busy of Christmas. He tied those to this like deeper, truer story. Um, and I will be forever grateful. So check out every moment. That's a good one. Yeah, it is. It's we love one of it. my favorites, especially around the holidays. And then I will say a family favorite, and this is just going to sound like a shameless plug. And I guess it is because we have it on my website, but <laughs> go, go for it. But this little <gasps> stuffed animal is Hope the hedgehog. And she's in sounding joy. And we also found out 
literally today, right before this podcast, she's in all of my books. We did not do this intentionally, but you can find her in who sang the first song. You can find her in Don't Forget to Remember. And then here she is with the little Christmas hat. And so my uh, kids are like acting out what Hope is doing in all of the books at home. And then also that is so much my fun. puppy, Dolly Parton Holcomb, she also loves Hope. <laughs> so she has her own Hope and has ripped off this little top of her, her the Christmas little ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, the is, that has been, uh, it has been, this is like, feels very kid tested and approved. They are like loving Um finding this little stuffed animal on the pages of the book which is pretty cool uh ellie you are so much fun not just because you're a seven but that's just how god made you and you are just contagious and i just know people listening are like okay i can do this i could do the mom thing i can do like i can be aware be curious maybe ask god for more information about me about others to love them well um and then put jesus on display like maybe he's never been before in your christmas season so Thank you absolutely, for all of it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I love you so much. So good to be with you today. <laughs> this episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.